0: Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. A wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at Ozarkfolkcenter.com.
1: <laughs> Howdy folks, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we'll be playing a raft of great old traditional songs performed by Jimbo, Mathis, and Kinfolks, recorded live right here on our stage. Writer, professor, and historian Dr. Brooks Blevins profiles the curious story of Katie Heidi, a woman of Austrian nobility who became a lifelong transplant to the early Ozarks. And I'll be making my weekly trip down into the archives, where my buddy Mark Jones has found an old recording of banjo master Jimmy Connor performing the tune Old Ed Setzer. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. Jimbo Mathis is a singer-songwriter and guitarist, best known for his work with the swing revival band, the Squirrel Nut Zippers. Born in Oxford, Mississippi, his early life was filled with music as his father and relatives were skilled instrumentalists and singers. He began joining the family musical circle at an early age, and by age eight was proficient at mandolin. When Jimbo came by here last summer, we were delighted with his repertoire of great old traditional songs. of a full
2: circle gig, I guess, in a way for you, isn't it? I think so. Just uh, cutting my teeth up here, picking on the square back in the 70s. 80s and everything we came every year my family came over from mississippi and i just they'd turn me loose on the square and i'd pick all day I'd just my fingers were just blistered i just really got a passion for folk music and i learned the background of it see how it worked up here in arkansas and it stayed with me my whole life it has been a valuable lessons that i learned up here
3: how'd your dad find out
2: about this what was the man hepedus? i think just I really don't know. As a matter of fact, I think it just was kind of rumored like they had a little music festival going on up here. And uh, we packed all the cars up. Of course, Jimmy Bennett's here with me. He had children about my age, and we threw all the kids, the dogs, in the back of the truck, drove over, and just were kind of pioneers up here in that time when it was mostly mountain people at the festival, you know. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't very big. But uh, I think maybe word of mouth had had gotten around to him. And, you know, we had to buy strings at, like, Peaches Records in Memphis. You know they didn't have any kind of instrument strings where I grew up, and maybe heard it over there at the at the at the Peaches Record Shop. Oh, Peaches, I remember. <laughs> you remember that. that? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Getting the cutouts for two ninety nine.
4: Yeah,
2: and get guitar picks and everything up in there. So That's right. He but... probably heard about it in Memphis, I guess. <laughs>
4: Amen. Mother always told me, son, ain't nothing in the world to do But find a place in heaven, son, to sell the gospel news Never mind, sir, how I look, don't look at me and frown I sell the morning paper, sir, my name's There, y'all. I sell the morning paper, sir. My name is Jimmy Brown. Everybody knows that I'm a newsboy of the town. You can hear me yelling, "A morning star running along the street." I got no hat upon my head, no shoes upon my feet. My father died a drunkard, sir. I heard my I'm helping, but sir, the journey on my way. Never mind, sir, how I look. Don't look at me and frown. I sell the morning paper, sir. My name's
5: Jimmy Rain. Nice, Jimbo. Thank you, Yeah, I
2: mean. That's in my DNA. That's yeah. that's my history, you know, it's just being around the courthouse square, the old dudes whittling, spitting, you know, grandmama out there with a sun bonnet playing bass. And, so, and I was just thinking about this the other day. Isn't it terrible the way they used to do grandmamas? They had to do all that washing, cooking, hoeing, raising all them kids, and then they made them play bass.
4: <laughs> you know, it was totally unfair.
2: But, I mean, that's the way it was up here in Stone County when yeah. I came. I mean, I'd never seen anything like that. Even the remote area I was in, it was more modern than it was up here in Stone County. And, and I just saw the people just with the guitars, the bringing the fiddles out, the banjos and everything. But when I hear a fiddle, a Scott Irish fiddle, man, and, and I hear some people singing good old harmonies, it, it, it's going to get to me. It probably more than any other kind of music. Well, the music's tied in with all the family and the and the place, sense of place and everything for me. And, you know, a courthouse is a big monument to a, a place, you know. I mean, if you're in a county seat or whatnot, that's a, that's a heavy place, and it's made out of bricks and mortar rock and mortar, and, and it's been there for a while, and memories are tied up in it. Same for the music, seeing the old dudes buck dancing out here, you know, same as they did in Corinth, you know. Uh, and it just, uh, it brings back a flood of memories. In
4: 1814, we took a little trip Along with Colonel Jackson on the mighty Mississippi We took a little bacon and we took a little beans And we fought the bloody British in the town of New Orleans We fired our guns and the British kept a There wasn't quite as many as there was not Old oh, Hickory said we could take them by surprise if we didn't fire muskets till we looked them in the eye. We held our fire till we seen their faces well. We opened up our squirrel guns and really gave them well. We fired them. Hey, if- and didn't say a thing we fired our guns and the British kept a gun there were not quite as many as there was a while ago we fired once more and they began to run down the Mississippi to the Gulf we, we fired our guns and the British kept a gun To the girl from Mexico.
2: It's just something that's been on my mind for a while, and 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 something like Folks, what I'm doing with this group is is something that I would love to continue doing more and you know I don't get to to perform this type of music with these instruments very frequently and uh, it's kind of a shame because it really is the first thing I got a hold of and the first thing I learned I think a lot of folk music is kind of it's, it's gone different directions you know over the years some of it's gotten very complex and kind of self-serious and you know, the way we grew up was just that everybody knew the words and sang along and the band. You, you blurred the lines between the band and the, and the, the environment. It's a social music. I think it's something to bring back now in this day and age when everything can be very serious and very hardcore. Uh, you know, this kind of music, this kind of folk songs that are in people's DNA and they're embedded maybe memories, you know, about the courthouse or about things they saw. You know, I mean, we're not that old at this point to remember the good old days you know and so something about this i think can be important now and uh, it can bring a lot of joy to people in a lot of ways that other bands that i have can't reach you know and, and this band Ken Folks could really reach a, a a lot of people here in the south uh and uh so yeah it's Basically, we started a new band thanks to you, Double D. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I didn't gonna... even have the name, you know, you you were
2: saying, can I get the kin folks over here? Oh, you is know? that right? You named the band.
5: Oh, okay, all right. What well, seemed seemed legit? <laughs> a ship out on the ocean, just a speck against the sky. Amelia hearts flying bad today. With her partner Captain Noonan on the 2nd of July Her ship fell in the ocean far away There's a beautiful, beautiful field Far away Any- Daring, undertaking Just courage on her side To fly her ship Across the ocean wide And in the years to come No others who blaze a trail Across the sky Will ever forget Amelia How she died There's a beautiful, beautiful view Far away in a land that is fair Happy landings to you, Amelia, heart Farewell, first lady Weak, but still her strong. infested waters, her ship went down that day. In the blue Pacific to a watery
1: gray. Jimbo Mathis and kin folks playing some early 20th-century folk songs. In that set, we heard The Wreck of Old 97, Jimmy Brown the Newsboy, Jimmy Driftwood's The Battle of New Orleans, and the story of Amelia Earhart's Last Flight. We'll hear lots more of Jimbo Mathis and Ken folks later in the show. But right now, let's take a short break and then come with me down to the vault for a visit with the ever-entertaining Mark Jones. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. I'm about to head down to the vault to visit my pal Mark Jones, who keeps track of all of our recordings from years before. Let's go down there now.
3: Hello there, Dave. How
1: are you? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. A a while ago, when we recorded our banjo program, we featured Jim Connor on one of the tunes. Jim Connor is the guy, I I think, who wrote Grandma's Feather Bed. I know that he was a super banjo player. Have you got any of his stuff down
3: here? I do. Another cut from Jim, that he a song he did here at the Folk Center. And he wrote this. It's an instrumental. He wrote it about his grandfather, Ed Setzer. Uh-huh. And, uh, boy, it's, it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, let's listen to A Little Banjo Playing by Jim Connor. All right. i could play now
3: he's a great player
1: man i th- like some of that was frailing but i don't know what he was doing when he was getting all those notes in there
3: well he's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve and
1: i love those quiet parts when he did the harmonics on the banjo that's sweet right well it's good to hear that i guess jim's probably still down in alabama somewhere
3: i know that's where he's from i think so he's from sand mountain uh-huh. alabama uh-huh. same place where the leuven brothers were from and all in that area. Well, will be darned. Well, all right. Well, look, thank you
1: very much, Mark. Good to hear that. Thank you, Dave. See you next week. Let's get back to some more songs by this week's featured band, Jimbo Mathis and Kinfolks. By age 15, Jimbo had been taught the rudiments of guitar, piano, and harmony singing. The family's repertoire consisted of hundreds of folk, bluegrass, country blues, and pre-recorded songs passed down through the Mathis and Bird families. It's wonderful that Mathis and folks like him are keeping these good old traditional songs alive. ¶¶
2: It puts a lot more soul. In it. It's a lot more element of danger in there, you know, and that's uh, right. And uh, which I like in music, and uh, I think folk music should be dangerous. I mean, most of the songs that we perform are about train wrecks and robberies and and uh, you know, uh, real events that happened to people that were important, you know, and and uh, they resonate, you know, in those kind of ways, those primordial ways, and uh, I think it's. Yeah, you know, for me, that's just the kind of musician I am. I, I like to f- get the feeling as much as the, the precision of it and uh, just really get a moment going. Um, and, and that's more important to me because I'm telling stories with the lyrics, the songs, and uh, kind of bringing back a whole, dredging up a whole uh, memory, you know. So I have to th- kind of throw myself into it. And I don't want to beat the song to death. Right. You know, I just like to play the song and, you know, if... If the Ken folks ever got too tight, I'd probably break the band up.
4: <laughs> well, I hope you are happy tonight as you are. or in my heart there's a longing for you still. All I have to do is sit alone and cry. in our little cabin home Oh, sorry. Here all alone Just listen to the rain beat on my window and I In our little cabin, oh, my Just to listen to the rain beat on my pane.
1: In our little cabin, oh, my You that. Tell me, about, uh, tell me about the fellas and uh, how, how these guys in particular uh, came to be in.
2: Man, uh, Buck Bennett and Ernie Welch grew up playing with me. I, they're quite a bit older than me, about a good 20 something years older than me and I grew up at their knee and then so recruited recruited them especially Buck, you know, his vo- voice has is, is always been a big just an emotional thing for me to hear him sing and hear him play that dobro was always so powerful to me. Like my dad had a big voice, and my my dad's voice was more like mine kind of like you know, it's just a loud <laughs>
1: It's there. Uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, it it grabs you. Yeah. But Buck's was more subtle and and more quiet, and everybody had to listen closer when he sang. Of course, up here in Arkansas, you'd have eight or ten musicians all huddled around, and then you'd have 20, 30 people just packed around them, listening and and, and being a part of it, you know? So when Buck would sing, you know, everybody had to be quiet. Very, there's a tear in, in his voice. And, uh... And the other cats, you know, they're just around the northeast Mississippi region that are that I, I'm getting to know right now. And as I put the band together, Steve Craig and Steve Butler, the wildcat fiddler from Amory. So just uh, some new guys and some old guys.
4: And just said James was a man who killed many a man and robbed many a express train. And many people did I see far many miles? by Frank and Jesse James. He had love and wife to march for his life and his children to were brave. But that dirty little coward had shot Mr. Hyde and laid poor Jesse in his grave. It was all one starlit night when the moon was shining bright. They robbed that Glendale Train and the people did all say far many miles away They've been robbed by Frank and Jesse James. He had a loving wife too mourned for his life and his children too were brave But that dirty little coward has shot Mr. How and laid robbed the Alcorn County
5: Bank.
4: And the blood did flow so red from Mr. Taylor's head. He'd been robbed by Frank and Jesse James. He had a loving wife to mourn for his life. And his children, too, were brave. But that dirty little coward has shot Mr. Howard.
2: Well, I mean, it's just one of those things. It was like um, I was born a certain way. I had a certain tendency to kind of be pulled into the past, you know, and and to be pulled into my surroundings where I grew up there. And after I moved away from Mississippi, I realized everything that I really Uh, really admired in the arts, you know, and and also in like a cultural uh, personality, you know. It it all drew me back there. So everything from Faulkner to Muddy Waters to all the history, you know, the part that we play in the overall scheme of things, we mean the state of Mississippi, the soil, the air, the water, you know, it just opened my eyes to that's where my home is. That's where I'm gonna draw from that well, you know, so, so many authors, so much music, so much cuisine, personalities, still stories to be told. It's got its own style, and basically, it just suits me, and uh, and that's the best way to describe it. I mean, well said, well <laughs> said.
4: Well, come on, you Missouri girls, listen to my noise. Never you married an Arkansas boy. If you do, I'll tell you what it'll be called: cornbread molasses and sassafras tea. Cornbread molasses and sassafras tea. Well, the first thing he does whenever he come in, he take a charter backer and he sloppers on his chin. The next thing he does whenever he sits down, say, Granny Hitchell, Johnny Cakes is making two brown? Granny your Granny Cakes are breaking too brown?" He wears a buckskin hutton shirt, that is the best. hutton shirt and a little vest, old, old flop hat with more heels. Arkansas run, this is the way that the Arkansas runs. run, you got an old board roof and a punching floor, old pole bed and an old board door, sleeping on the slab with a handful of straw, trying to get along with my mother-in-law, trying to get along with my mother-in-law, everybody play. Arkansas all is a mystery to me Arkansas she is a mystery to me Well, I sung in my song, I guess she glad it's through The Arkansas chic, he's a feeling kind of blue he got drunk and he took him into town Cause Arkansas gal turn his damper down. Arkansas gal turn his damper down, down. Come on, you Missouri girls, listen to my noise. Never you marry an Arkansas boy. If you do, I'll tell you what it'll be: cold cornbread, molasses, and some fast tea. Cold cornbread, molasses, <laughs> and <laughs> sassafest tea.
1: Four more tunes performed here at the Ozark Folk Center State Park by Jimbo Mathis and Kinfolks. In that set, we heard Ashes of Love, Little Cabin Home on the Hill, the ballad of an outlaw who passed through the Ozarks many times, Jesse James, and a warning song for the young ladies by Riley Puckett and Clayton McMitchin, the Arkansas Sheik. After this break, Dr. Brooks Blevins will entertain us with the curious story of Katie Heidi. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Dr. Brooks Blevins is a well-known and respected author and folklorist. Here he is with this week's installment of Back in the Hills.
6: She spent most of her life in buildings and houses made of logs or clapboards, fiddles and banjos providing the score. But life for Katie didn't start out that way. This was not the destiny anyone would ever have imagined for someone who spent her early years rubbing elbows with royalty amid the orchestral strains of the world's greatest classical musicians. Talk about the tale of two lives. Somewhere back in the hills is the story of Katie, who was finally laid to rest in the little village of Highlandville, Missouri, in the heart of the Great Depression. She was born Katie Schetz in 1836, not in the ozarks but to a german family living in budapest in the kingdom of hungary katie married wilhelm Heidi, who was the bandmaster of austrian archduke maximilian younger brother of emperor franz joseph katie became a maid-in-waiting to the archduke's young bride carlota with the United States distracted by its own civil war, Napoleon III of France and a group of Mexican aristocrats invited Archduke Maximilian to cross the Atlantic and take the throne as Emperor of Mexico. He and Carlota arrived in the New World in 1864, accompanied by a number of their royal entourage, including bandmaster Wilhelm Heidi and his wife Katie. For the next three years, Katie Heidi lived in the lap of luxury attending lavish balls and parties at the castle in Mexico City, and accompanying Empress Carlota on jaunts to the royal country retreat. But Katie Heidi's storybook world came crashing down in 1867. The Civil War in the U.S. had come to an end two years earlier, and the U.S. government demanded that European countries withdraw their soldiers from Mexico. When that happened, Maximilian's shaky regime was overthrown and he was executed by a firing squad. The Heides and four other members of the royal court were able to bribe their way to the coastal city of Veracruz and onto a ship bound for New Orleans. Broke by the time they reached the U.S., Wilhelm Heide earned enough money in New Orleans to secure the couple passage on a riverboat up the Mississippi to St. Louis, a city with a large German-speaking population. But Wilhelm died shortly after they made it to Missouri and at a distraught Katie gave birth to their only child, a daughter, less than two weeks later. Living among German immigrants and working as a domestic, Katie soon remarried. Her new husband, Frank Kentling, was a German-American still in his 20s. Frank looked to put the bustling streets of St. Louis behind them and journeyed deep into the Ozarks of southwestern Missouri, searching for an ideal spot to establish a general store. In 1868, the Kentlings built their store in a rural area about 20 miles south of Springfield. It was a day's wagon ride from the region's largest town and located right on the busy road that Teamsters used to haul goods to and from Arkansas. Teamsters and locals came to refer to the Kentlings' business as the Dutch store, the term Dutch being a common American label for Germans in those days. Eventually, a little hamlet developed around the Dutch store, and Frank Kentling became Highlandville's first postmaster. For decades, the Dutch store was a favorite stopping place for weary teamsters, who for only a dime a night could get food for themselves and their horses and a place to park the wagon. For a nickel more, they could have a heaping hunk of Katie's legendary gingerbread. As Katie Kentling aged and became known to all as Grandma Kentling, she enjoyed sharing stories with Highlandville children and people who stopped by the Dutch store, Stories of her days in the company of royals in Europe and Mexico. More than a few travelers marveled to encounter such a cultured, world-traveling lady in this little spot in the road in the Ozarks, smack dab in the middle of the country. Some, we can imagine, were more than a little skeptical that this country storekeeper's wife had actually known the folks and been to the places she claimed. Katie outlived Empress Carlota and just about anyone else with any memory of those years in Mexico, and past the age of 90, she became something of a local celebrity when reporters discovered her story and wired it across the nation. From Budapest to Vienna to Mexico City, and finally back in the hills for some 65 years in the Ozarks, it was the unlikely journey of Grandma Kentling. Katie Kentling may have been the only Ozarker with ties to the Austrian royal family, but thousands of Ozarkers square danced to an Austrian tune without even knowing its origins. Under the Double Eagle, a marching song composed by bandmaster Josef Franz Wagner for Maximilian's big brother, Emperor Franz Josef, became a popular fiddle tune in the Ozarks and elsewhere across America. So we'll go back in time and back in the hills to listen to a home recording made in 1949. From the Gordon McCann Ozarks Music Collection at Missouri State University, this is Bob Holt, Doc Norman, Max Linder, and an unknown musician performing Under the Double Eagle at Bob Holt's house in Ava, Missouri.
1: Thanks, Brooks. Jimbo Mathis and Kinfolks is a project that takes Jimbo back to his earliest musical roots. Alongside lifelong friend and mentor Jimmy Buck Bennett on Dobro, Steve Butler on fiddle, Ernie Welch on guitar, and Steve Craig playing bass, Kinfolks creates the family and social music gatherings of Jimbo's youth. Let's close out this week's show with a few more songs from Jimbo Mathis. I've
5: been working out in the rain Tied to a dirty Fall in shame. And dear mother, I'll come home some old day. Some sweet day they'll turn me loose from this dirty old calaboose. Dear mother, I'll come home some old day. Some old day. They'll turn me loose from this dirty old calaboose. Dear mother, I'll come home some old day. I gotta know. Tell my brother, my sister, and dad. Tell the dear friends that I had. Dear mother, I'll come home some old day. Some sweet day they'll turn me loose from this dirty old calaboose. Dear mother, I'll come home some old day. Some old day. You wait for me and pray. This dirty dear mother I'll come on some old day
2: I mean it just shows you how close all the folk music threads are tied together at the roots you know people ask me what you know what kind of music I play you know it's very hard for me to answer that right. you know because uh I love the gospel. I, I, love the, the, I love the white gospel. I love the black gospel. I love the, 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 the black blues. you know. I love the, the hillbilly music. I love the honky-tonk music. I love rock and roll. I mean, it, it, it's impossible for me to say, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, I think that uh, I think it's important to look back at the root and see where they all come together. And that's basically a blue song, you know, that uh, long black veil. Uh, Lefty for Sale from Texas, the state of Texas, man. He put that together, but I'm putting a little of that Charlie Patton lick in there, that deep Delta blues lick in there.
4: Bright, shiny sun, bright, shiny was big bay horse, big off shaggy mate. He run all around Memphis, Lord, beat the Memphis train. Beat the Memphis train, beat the Memphis train. Stop it.
2: I heard some comments earlier today when we were doing the the picking outside, Darren, and uh, people commenting on Amelia Earhart and wreck of the old 97 and some of these old time songs that you don't hear a lot anymore. And that's something that I, I would like to bring into the show with the Ken folks, you know, to really keep those songs alive and songs like Jimmy Brown, the Newsboy, Two Little Boys, and all these songs that I guess have. If you don't keep them alive, they're gonna disappear, you know, some of these. And uh, so, a particular one that I got some comments on was that Amelia Earhart, you know, I think that's a great one, a, a brave female, fierce, fearless female, you know, there's a great uh, great person in America and she was memorialized in song. I hope, I, I hope to be memorialized in song someday. <laughs> I
1: think you will,
4: I think you will. <laughs> From birth, mom and Papa called a baby boy near, raised in banks of the riverbed, a house full tied to a tall, tall tree, wasn't for my Mama and my Papa and me. At half past Papa, he jumped to his feet, already Mama's cooking Papa something to eat. At first light, Papa, he's ready to go, he jumped in his P-roll down the pipe he got tried to lie strong. Trying to catch a with us too. Hitting traps in the swamp, doing anything we can. Trying to make a living, he's a Lucy and a man. Trying to make a living, he's a Lucy and a man. Muskrat hide, dried by the dozen. Eight. We gotta let him make a muskrat, cuz got him out dried in the hot, hot sun. Tomorrow, Papa gonna turn him into come on. My mama Rita and my daddy Jack, a little baby brother on the floor, that's me. Lin and Lynn are the family twins. am bigger brother Ned on the to buy your fish. On the river pop Papa, three big boat that's the way that Papa gets the birds to town. bit of a night and a day just to reach the place where the people stay. I can hardly wait till and see a cowboy show. A cowboy and Indian for the first time then. I told my papa I got to go again. Papa said, son, we got a to run. Let's come back later, first there's work to be done. Got fishing last strong on the Louisiana River. Trying to catch a big fish for us two. Getting swept to the crop, doing anything he can. Trying to make a living, it's a Louisiana man. Trying to make a living, it's a Louisiana man. Come on. And a Man trying to make a living, a Lucy and a man. Thank you, friends. One more time for the kid folks right here on that wildcat fiddle, yeah. Steve Butler. Big E, Ernie Welch, Steve Craig on that bull fiddle otherwise known as the Doghouse bass. and One of my personal heroes. I love him. I hope you love him, too. Jimmy Buck Bennett right here on the dobro in that pretty harmony singing. Thank you, Thank you friends. Thank you, loved ones. We'll see you next time.
1: Jimbo Mathis and folks. We faded into that set with Some Old Day. Then we heard Bill Monroe's iconic Molly and Tenbrooks and closed out with a Doug Kershaw song, Louisiana Man. Thanks for listening to our show. You can find full interviews, concerts, and other bonus material online. For Jeff and Darren and all of us here at Ozark Highlands Radio, this is Dave Smith. See you next week.
0: Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. Arkansas State Parks with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at arkansasstateparks.com and by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at stonebank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Ferrar.